Welcome back to another episode of The Coach's Corner. This is Peter Sachuk, your career development and training manager. For those listening in the States, we hope you had a wonderful 4th of July holiday with friends and your family and got to enjoy some well-deserved downtime. For everybody else listening worldwide, we hope you are enjoying a wonderful summer or winter, depending on where you're listening. We've got a great worldwide audience, and we thank you for your continued listening to The Coach's Corner. On today's episode, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into something that's been in the news recently, and that's the Ernst & Young ethics scandal that was just announced. For those that are unaware, they were recently fined $100 million by federal regulators after they admitted some of their employees were cheating on their ethics exams, and they knew about it. We'll dive more into this case, how something like that was able to occur within Ernst & Young, and how we here at UHY, both employees and leaders, can avoid something like this in the future. It's a good listen. There's plenty of resources I'll link to in the episode's description if you want to learn more, but let's dive in further. In late June of this year, it was announced that Ernst & Young, one of the top four accounting firms here in the United States, was being fined $100 million by federal regulators after admitting its employees cheated on their ethics exams, specifically for the CPA license. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with the CPA license, it's a particular type of license for accountants that entitles them to do specific audits, such as U.S. companies and preparing audited financial statements. You can be an accountant and perform certain functions, but becoming a CPA enables you to do those higher level abilities that just regular accountants cannot do. They also found in their investigation, federal regulators did that is, that that Ernst & Young had internal reports about the cheating, but they didn't disclose the wrongdoing to regulators during the investigation. This was the largest or is the largest penalty ever imposed by the Securities and Exchange Commission, or the SEC, on an audit firm. And they found that a significant number of EY, Ernst & Young, audit professionals cheated on that ethics component. And during their investigation, the employees they interviewed, the employees knew that cheating was a violation of the company's code of conduct, but they did it anyway. And what was the reason? Well, they said work commitments or they couldn't pass the exam after multiple tries. So they might have felt pressured to pass the exam from superiors or higher up. My speculation, not what happened here. What's more interesting is that they found the cheating goes all the way back to 2012 when Ernst & Young itself discovered an earlier scheme. They took action against those who were committing this scheme to try and cheat the exam, warned professionals about trying to cheat the exam, but the behavior continued. Also, as part of this settlement, Ernst & Young has to audit itself, I believe for the next two years is what I saw in the report, and report their findings to the SEC, including an assessment of their ethics and integrity training. They also have to pay for independent consultants themselves. They can't write it off to the SEC and say, hey, you pay for this. Another source, the Washington Post, showed that about 49 of those professionals shared or received answers to the ethics exam. So, The first source was NPR, and then the Washington Post dug a little bit deeper into those numbers. The firm's leaders actually covered up the activity, and how I mentioned they failed to report it to the SEC. They were actually inquired by the SEC, but again, they withheld that information when asked. And the fine of $100 million is actually twice the amount that KPMG received for a similar offense in 2019, which was $50 million. The New York Times also found that hundreds of employees at the firm also cheated on ethics exams or ethical 
ethical requirements for continuing education or CPE. That might be the equivalent of CPD in other parts of the world where accountants have to take a certain amount of hours to complete or renew their license each year to ensure that they're continuing their education or continuing to develop themselves as an accountant. There's a couple other sources specifically from the Wall Street Journal and the actual SEC themselves in the episode's description that gives you full breadth of the announcement and the actual report that the SEC released, but I won't discuss those here. What I do want to move on to is now that we've kind of got the specifics out of the way is what can we take away from this? Like, What are the things that you as a professional accountant, whether you have your CPA or whether you don't or whether you're a leader, whatever your role is in the accounting firm, what can we take away from this? Well, let's start with the fundamental idea of who we are. When we audit companies, I'll use UHY as an example, our goal is to ensure that they're behaving ethically financially. When the firm itself acts unethically, it makes it difficult for them to acquire and retain clients. So here at UHY, imagine if that was us, if we were in EY's shoes and we were the ones who were fined $100 million for this ethics issue, we would have a fairly difficult time going out into the marketplace trying to acquire clients when they know that we have just been found guilty of a major infraction by the SEC of cheating on ethics exams, covering up evidence, withholding evidence, and not be willing to admit it, and we're under investigation for these next two years. And we all know that at UHY, we have ambitious goals to grow and become a top 25 firm here in the U.S. by 2025. And for us to get there, we need to behave ethically in all aspects of our work, including those who are currently studying or taking their CPA exams or completing their continuing education coursework. That's why it's so important to hit those licensing requirements. That's why it's so important. That's why we drill into everybody that it's so important to hit those hours. We provide all the tools that we can to ensure you hit those hours. We provide plenty of opportunities and we're continuously working on ways to hit your hours so you don't feel the need or pressure to fabricate hours or report hours that didn't happen. Another key takeaway is that if you see something, say something. It's a golden rule, or at least I think it is, for a reason. If something seems out of place, whatever it is, if it's with an audit, if it's with a peer, if it's with a leader, if it's with whatever it might be, let someone know as soon as possible. If we're able to police ourselves, so to speak, and report it to the correct person or individual, that's better than having it come out, in this case, three months later or three years later, excuse me, from a federal regulator where we might get fined or put on notice for a couple years. If you're a person who is currently sitting for the exam and you're having trouble finding time to study due to those work commitments, as we saw in the article as a particular reason why folks felt that need to cheat or felt that pressure to cheat on the exam, let your manager or whomever your engagement supervisors are know immediately. I'm sure they can work with you to carve out some time in your schedule to help you study and take those exams. They want you to succeed just as much as you want to succeed. But if you don't say anything, then you're also at fault in some of that. So if you say something about, hey, I feel I need some more time to study for this exam. I want to make sure I get my license in the most ethically way possible. I'm sure they'll be willing to work with you. 
If you're somebody currently sitting for the exam and you have trouble passing any of the sections, specifically the ethics one, because that was the one highlighted in this article. Again, we're taking a magnifying glass to that one because that was the one that was cheated on, obviously. Let your manager or your HR manager know as soon as possible. They can point you in the right direction of helpful resources, whether within or outside of our four walls to help you ace that exam. One thing I, in particular I can think of is Becker. If you haven't taken advantage of our Becker Navigator platform where it's got a load of helpful study guides, job aids, resources, et cetera, to help you get ready for your CPA exam, I highly recommend you do that. If not, again, your HR manager, your direct manager, your peers, your friends who are also accountants might have some information where you can go find some of those resources to help you past those sections you might be struggling with. And if you're a leader listening to this and you're like, hey, how can I support my people to ensure that those who are sitting for the exam are behaving ethically, those who are auditing are behaving ethically, those who are taking continuing education hours are behaving ethically, take suspicions of unethical behavior seriously. Report it to your direct leader, supervisor, document it whenever possible, do it as much investigation as is required in your position. If you're reporting, documenting, and investigating to the fullest extent of your role, that is, you are contributing to ensuring that we remain an ethical firm, we become that top 25 firm by the year 2025, and that we don't receive a $100 million fine, because that's just not what we wanna do. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Coach's Corner. We hope you enjoyed learning more about the situation at Ernst & Young and how we as professional accountants can avoid similar situations in the future. If you want to learn more about the situation, you can use any of the links I referenced in the episode's description. Otherwise, we'll see you next time on The Coach's Corner.